Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fertility Matter podcast. Every Thursday, we'll come up with a new episode that will help you boost your fertility and change your life for good. My name is Anna Reyes, and the podcast starts now. So my special guest today is May Poulter. Hi, May. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So happy to be on your podcast. I'm so happy to have you in here. You're such a huge benefit in here. (laughs) Thank you. So, and today we'll talk about how mineral disbalance can affect your fertility. But before we do so, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm May Poulter and um, I help women um, reduce inflammation and revitalize their uterus in order to become pregnant quicker. That's the short version of it. Um, I have um, some people in the States might know the root cause protocol, which is a protocol that looks for the root cause of different mineral disbalances and, and look at what types of symptoms these things um, affect in our body. Mm-hmm. And I've specialized in fertility myself because I was unexplained for two years before we had our first. So it's a matter really close to my heart and I just really love helping others um, gain that knowledge and get those tools that they need to overcome their own fertility issues. So that's my um, main thing and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I help them yeah, balance their minerals and look at the root causes of their um, infertility issues really. So coming back to your story, so you mentioned that you were dealing with infertility yourself, right? Yeah. How were you able to overcome it? How were you able to get pregnant ultimately? Were you using the same knowledge? Um, yes. A part of what I um, help others with is, is that side of things, which is revitalizing the uterus um, physically. Because in the end, um, before uh, we chose to, um, like, I was in the position where I had to ch- choose between, okay, let's have treatment now because the doctors were ready to push the button. There was nothing wrong with me. They could tell, but the next option would be IVF or IUI. Um, yeah. And so I told my husband, just, just give me three months, like push this back three months. I have to figure out what I haven't done. I mean, I was exercising. I was eating well. It was all organic. I was taking all the supplements. I really felt like I already knew a lot um, about nutrition before I even started this journey. So I was really annoyed that all this knowledge I gained didn't um, give me any results, right? Mm-hmm. And so I took a really long, hard look at my own um, lifestyle. And one of the things I had not changed, really the only thing I hadn't changed, was my, um, my office job sitting down eight hours every day in a stressful environment. Right. Um, I had um, like a fairly big budget, which was quite stressful as well and quite a lot of responsibility. So I had to sort of um, acknowledge the stresses in my life in general, but also acknowledge the fact that I was sitting down eight hours a day, regardless of the fact that I was running and I was um, doing fitness, but I just couldn't overcome the fact that eight hours a day is too much to be sitting down for your reproductive organs, which is in an area that is sort of stalled through those eight hours. Right. Um, yeah, so what I did is I just decided that I was gonna do everything I could to increase the blood flow in my uterus. 
And so I did that um, with everything I had. Like I changed the way I did fitness. I stood up more in the office. I took a few extra blood thinning agents like supplements to add to my regime. I um, did, um, what do you call it, um, Kegel exercises and just anything I could think of that would get more blood in the area. I did um, squats even, like I was doing squats every time I went to the bathroom, like <laughs> like yeah. a maniac, right? And yeah. the first, first month I did that, after two years of not even a single faint line, I had my first um, real line. Um, I had a positive. Oh, no. but it didn't stick but I was just like over the moon yay this is working right right yeah. yeah so I just stuck to my regime and lo and behold the next month I had a blazing positive and it turned into a little beautiful baby girl and she's six now and she's got two younger brothers so that was really what did the trick for me and I was just super annoyed that this is a detail that been overlooked um, by everyone else, like everyone I asked advice, all the doctors, my option, you know, everyone was just, no, are you stressed? That was the only question I got. Are you eating well? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just such an important detail for my personal um, challenge. It's not the same for everyone and some people don't have that issue. Um, but yeah, that was my own way to overcome it. So that's of course a part of the package I look at. When I see, you know, I look at people's lifestyles and I go, okay, so, so what is your normal day like? How much do you sit down? Right. You sit in the office, right? And then you come home and you just sit on your couch and then you watch telly. Because um, a lot of us just don't realize how much we sit down and that sedentary lifestyle is just so bad for a blood flow. Um, and so that's really um, one of the main reasons as well. Um, I just wanted to know everything I could about fertility after that, because I don't think anyone should go that long without having the opportunity to get as much knowledge as possible that can help them get through it quicker. Because to be, to be fair, like that was hands down the worst time in my life. I was a maniac, like by the end of those two years, not having had any positive at all. I was just, yeah, I was probably ready um, for a blue van to come and pick me up. <laughs> especially around C-Day 1. <laughs> Goodness, some days, yeah, it was worse than others, but yeah, it was uh, no fun. What a roller coaster, yeah? It is a roller coaster. So you mentioned that uh, your, the main problem that you were facing was the stress, right? And we know that stress is causing inflammation. So tell us a little bit more about how that generally affects the fertility, how it affects your fertility and how understanding it helps uh, your clients. Yeah, um, so what I also did to address the, um, uh, just to short tell you what I did, I found out when I had a stressful situation at work, like it could be a conflict with a covert worker or just super, super busy. Um, I would go again, go to the toilet and I would sit down and this um, Reiki healer had taught me this really nice trick on just placing your feet on the floor and your hands on your knee concentrate on your feet and then take deep breaths that goes all the way down to your feet and do this for like 10 or 15 times. Then you switch your um, nervous system from, from stress to relaxed mode, which helps immensely. Flies to rest and digest. Yes, exactly. Um, so this is what I did. And what I've realized later, um, learning a lot about inflammation and how stress affects this, um, is that when you're stressed, 
uh, one major thing is that the stress decreases the blood flow to non-essential organs. Absolutely. Like your digestion, suddenly not essential anymore. Your reproductive organs, suddenly not essential anymore. Um, so that's one thing that happens, which is really bad for, you know, the oxygen reaching your um, uterus. And it's also bad for all the nutrients reaching your uterus. So that's one big thing that happens. The next thing that happens is that the stress uh, hormone cortisol sort of overrides all um, the nutrients that is needed for making all the other hormones work in your body. So if cortisol needs it, it gets it. It doesn't matter if you need estrogen, progesterone, all the other things. Cortisol don't care. It's already there and it's stealing all the good stuff, right? <laughs> so that's the next thing that happens. And also when you're really stressed, um, the, um, your body burns magnesium a lot quicker. Right. And magnesium is essential for enzymes in your body. That's one thing. And the enzymes are essential for your hormones. So it's like a, a lift and a hook for your hormones to have the, <laughs> the, the stress going on in your body. And then um, also in your cells, um, the little um, factories that produces energy inside your cell, they need magnesium. And so if they like magnesium, your cell will like the energy. And the biggest cell in our body is our eggs. So your egg quality will be compromised if the eggs can't produce the energy it needs mm -hmm. um, in order to mature properly and in order to, um, to divide once it's actually uh, fertilized. So the energy inside the eggs is super important and that is compromised by um, not having enough magnesium in your body. So yeah, that's some major factors around how stress affects your body. Um, and, and that in turn will increase inflammation as well. So if you're um, suffering from um, endometriosis or PCO, um, your mineral balance and the stresses you have in your life is actually quite commonly one of the root causes of your issues. But the, the normal doctors um, often don't know this, like they don't always see that link um, between the minerals and the hormones and the enzymes and how that all affects your whole body on a cellular level. Um, right. so it's quite an interesting um, area. And I'm always, you know, digging around for research around these things, inflammation and minerals and stress, because the more I read, the more I'm just amazed and how closely these things are linked. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, this is my uh, area of geeky interest. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time doing that. So you mentioned that uh, magnesium is, will be one of the minerals which, de uh, which depletes when we're under stress, right? And um, yeah. what other minerals could, could help you to restore hormonal balance? Um, one of the key minerals as well um, is actually copper. Unfortunately, you can't really supplement it and get it in the right form. So it sort of has to be food-based. Um, but you can get it in a lot of healthy foods if you eat well. Um, but the, the copper is really essential and to have it bound in the right way in your body. Because um, what that does is it, um, it sort of um, helps your iron move around the oxygen in your body. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, it's the gatekeeper for iron. So if you want, you know, the iron in your bloodstream to carry around the oxygen really efficiently, 
you'll need the copper to help it do that. So if you don't have enough bioavailable copper, then your iron won't work as efficiently and then your oxygen can't find the cells in your body as efficiently mm -hmm. and can't be delivered in an efficient way to your cells. And the oxygen is needed to again produce the um, energy inside the cell, including the egg cell. And so a lack of oxygen in the cell is also something that really can cause a lot of inflammation. Right. And if your iron is not going around your body in the right way, then it'll store in the tissue like your liver and can, you know, um, compromise the efficiency of your liver. And so that's why copper is essential to make the iron go around. It's a bit like a dancing partner in that sense that it sort of delivers energy and, and oxygen around in your body. So those two are, are quite essential, but I would would definitely say that if you lack iron, you have to also look at um, the balance you have of copper, because often the copper is more of the culprit than the actual iron is, um, from what I've um, learned. So that's one of the key uh, things I look at as well, If when I look at a blood sample, where where's the iron at? Is it stored the right way and is it efficient enough? Because that's essential for the oxygen to find its way around, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, sorry if it, it turns a bit geeky now, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's two really essential um, minerals to look at for sure. Right. So, and how would you determine what minerals a person is deficient in, right? Because it's one thing that we can understand generally that the person could, might potentially be deficient in um, magnesium, especially if they're going through the stress or copper, right? But uh, how would you determine what minerals um, your potential client would be deficient in? Yeah, well, so I look at the HTMA test, which is the hair tissue mineral analysis, where you take uh, some hair from around your head and you um, send it to the lab and they come back with this results of which minerals uh, you have and how much you have of the minerals, because it showed the last three months of um, how the status is in your body and in the tissue regarding these minerals. So that's a really good way to look at um, where the balance is at currently mineral-wise in your body. And um, I haven't seen a perfect one yet. <laughs> They're all sort of you know, skewed in different ways with our stressful lifestyles. Right. Um, that's super interesting. But also um, in conjunction with... Um, um, the blood sample, of course. So you can see in a, the blood sample, where is the iron at? Uh, how high is the ferritin, which you know shows you something about inflammation as well. Um, it's always good to look at the magnesium in the red blood cells as well while you're at it. Um, and if it's possible to get numbers on ceruloplasmin, which is a, a good marker for your copper um, efficiency that's that's another thing i look at but it's really hard to get that in denmark where i'm at at the moment so i'm um i'm looking more at the magnesium and the um the iron in the blood and then i'm pairing that with what i see in the hair and from that i can tell a lot about how the mineral metabolism is um working or not <laughs> working depending and what kind of inflammatory status the body might be in often due to stresses it's funny how you quite often, if you dig deep enough, you'll, you'll find some stressful moments in people's lives where it starts showing some different diffuse symptoms. Um, and, and from then you can often sort of, with a bit of detective work, see um, what's the root cause of all this. And a lot of it is actually emotional. We, yeah. 
like a lot of us just forget how important our emotional life is and how stressful it is. Um, like moving cities or countries or being in a stressful relationship with coworkers or with your spouse or your parents is all different stresses in our lives. And um, if we don't resolve them, we'll continue to um, grab a hold of our balance inside. And it just shows up mineral wise as well. There's a big link there that we often overlook. That's awesome. So maybe if somebody wants to work with you, how can they find you? Well, I have um, the um, tag Fertilista on Facebook. So I have a small page there. It's still in Danish and I'm working on my web page. So there will be a web page coming up soon. But Fertilista, F-E-R-T-I-L-I-S-T-A is sort of my um, business name. And that will be my homepage as well. Right now, there's a just a photo of me and some weird text in Danish. Don't mind that. Um, but I'll always answer um, if you um, send me a text. And, and I always do everything online anyway. So I can speak to anyone one anywhere, like on Zoom or, um, or other means, whatever fits um, best. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a, available as long as it's not, you know, midnight my time. <laughs> I'm lazy to find the time. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining me in this episode me you're welcome i hope it didn't you know turn too geeky <laughs> no i didn't it was wonderful so i thank you everybody for listening and i will finish this episode like i always do stay healthy and baby dust to you all <laughs>